Okay, the prompt was, write me a short script about two good friends, Richard and Aaron, on the way to watch the World Cup where, where, where U.S. will defeat Netherlands. And they literally wrote a script in like five seconds. I mean, huh. it, was, it was so mind-blowing. So we just started testing it more. We just started giving more prompts. And we were like, hey, why don't we produce a short film about whatever we want? It's kind of 100% have it um, written by, by ChatGPT. And we were like, why don't we take it to the next level and have it directed? <laughs> All right, welcome back to another one of our convo series. Today, joining us today is another special guest, Richard Wan. Um, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so um, you know, there's a lot of things that we're going to talk talk about today. Uh, Chat GP, OpenAI, your new short film that you put out that was completely, you know, written and directed by Chat GP. Um, but before we get into all like all that into like the more meat of the conversation, I always like to want to kind of talk to about people's background for people that may not know them so that they can kind of get to know you a little bit better. So for you kind of, um, how did you first get your like start and interest in film? Um, for me, well, this is, this is a funny story because me, I actually grew up in Hong Kong, but I'm currently based in the Philippines. I've been living here for the last, I think 12 years now. And uh, initially, I moved to the Philippines not to not to be in entertainment, not to do filmmaking, really more of like the business route. Because um, I'm not sure how it is out in the U.S., but in the Philippines, usually if you're Chinese and all that, we are usually very business orientated. So that was always the yeah. plan growing up. But um, for some reason, I got uh, got discovered to do entertainment, and then that's where I started actually being an on-cam talent first. So I've been an on-cam talent for the last eight years. And eventually I was like, okay, okay. I, I feel like there's something new that I need to do. And that's how I started to venture into filmmaking also. And my background actually was broadcast communication. So all these um, behind the camera stuff I've always been familiar with. And it's always been a dream of mine to kind of like marry the the two of the two loves. My first love, which is business, and also the, the love that I fell into, which is entertainment. And so, yeah, that's a short version that's of how cool. I started. <laughs> So I was like, that's like, what would some of the major movies influences like on you uh, growing up and that like really made you want to pursue this? Um, well, I mean, as mentioned, growing up, like business was really the goal that I wanted to do. But mm -hmm. because of uh, me being in entertainment, I've been exposed to a lot more stuff like, for example, uh, like, I mean, of course, you know, watching Hong Kong films during the 90s, during, during the um, 2000s, those were always, the, you know, we always produce really great stuff. And I guess like the back of my head, I've always wanted to explore those kind of stuff too. And first, I mean, and then eventually when I got into this whole entertainment business, I was like, oh my God, there are just so many amazing things. And I got to study more. I don't really study, but more like really dive into the whole world a lot more, such as movies that really inspire me are, are movies like Inception, for example. That's always mm, one of my top favorites. Um, movies like Interstellar. These are, these are, these are the ones that, that are, are mind-blowing and, and, um, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say like mind effing, but like, yeah, like these are the type of stuff that I really like. Okay, cool. And um, I guess kind of like, like you said, like growing up Hong Kong, it's very like business focused, business oriented. So, what is like, I mean, like the film industry and like the film scene out there based in Hong Kong and in the Philippines where you are now? Sorry, what was the question? 
I said like, you know, Hong Kong and that area is very um, business oriented. And like you said, very like business career focused. So what is the film scene? What is like the film environment like out there? Oh, so um, I think Hong Kong, we are quite advanced when it comes to the film scene. I mean, there's, there are a couple of um, very uh, prominent producers and directors out there. For example, like Wong Kar Wai, these are someone that are, are already like a global name. Um, in the Philippines, though, I would say like we're still relatively young. And that is one of the reasons why I'm venturing into the, this whole world because I feel like there's so much potential for Filipino content to be put out there to the world to see. Um, you know, right now in Asia, we have a lot of good stuff that are happening, of course, with the, with the success of Crazy Rich Asian, with the success of K-pop, Korean dramas, and then we have the Thai content that are getting out there also. So I feel like Philippines is a has potential to eventually get to at least not regional, but if not global stage. We have a lot of very talented uh, performers, um, directors, and hopefully, you know, I can be part of that journey to bring Filipino content out to the world too. Okay, cool. Um, so what you said, you're, you've been an actor, like you started out being actor on film in front of the camera. So yeah. kind of what was some of your previous work? Um, for me, I am, I would, I would call myself a host more than an actor. Uh, I've most of my most of the stuff that I've done are really hosting. My biggest project when it comes to hosting is definitely being um, one of the hosts for uh, Big Brother Philippines. Uh, Big Brother, okay. I think it's it's pretty big in the U.S. I think it's a pretty massive show, and yeah. the Philippines, it's it's pretty pretty it's pretty big too. Not to the level of not 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 as um what was it, what's the right word here? Not not as scandalous <laughs> as ones in the U.S. <laughs> like the Big Brother here in the Philippines is a lot more demure. Okay. Yeah, we kind of go all out when it comes to like, you know, reality TV stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the exactly. more crazy, the more it sounds. <laughs> 100%. So you also have like a full on YouTube channel with a pretty, pretty big following. Um, I want to say over like 140,000. So kind of how long have you been doing that? And how do you find, you know, the YouTube scene in terms of film is? Yeah. So for, for me, YouTube is definitely uh, a, a great platform for so many producers or even directors, filmmakers to kind of like dip their, um, dip their feet in and try to get, you know, try to try to try to start things out. And it's a great avenue for people to, to you know, just try things out. And for me, um, YouTube was not exactly my main thing. It's always just been a supplement thing for me to, to, mm. to entertain my followers, my fans, to, and me to kind of like highlight the stuff that I, the places that I go to. Cause back then two, three years ago before the pandemic, I used to travel a lot and I used to document the stuff that I do, the places that I visit and you know, more of it's, YouTube is really a platform where I just have a lot of fun with, but it's just that in recent years, um, especially during the pandemic, when I started my company, 20 squared studios, that's where I decided to take things a little bit more serious. Like it's no longer just vlogs, but I try to like level up with my content. Um, you know, I mean, again, if you look at stuff that has been happening to YouTube for long, for the last what, 10, 12 years, you know, YouTube started out with just video sharing random, random videos that come straight out of the camcorder. But nowadays you have like yeah. full blown films out there and you have people like Mr. Beast who create unbelievably, um, high budget videos, you know, and yeah. YouTube was, you know, became an avenue where people can actually make money out of it. And I mean, I, I know people like Mr. Beast and all those big YouTubers make millions from every video. And I think it's, 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 it's the business model of YouTube that makes it work for all of creators. And that's just amazing. Okay. And, uh, do you like, are you editing most of your video stuff? Cause I saw you do like weekly vlogs and I know editing can be like a slog for, oh. you know, for a lot of people. 
Yeah, like I mean, because for me, I've always been a producer and a and I guess with an on-camp talent more than anything. So I'm very lucky to have met a team where they helped me out with my stuff. And eventually, we started working together, and they started being part of the team of Twenty Eight Squared Studios, my company. So, so yeah, definitely, I understand. Like, I mean, the, the great thing is they know exactly what I want already. Because for the first couple of yeah. tries, it's more like me telling them, like, "Hey guys, this is the style that I want. This is what it is, and let's make that happen." And then once they showed me a video, when they showed me an edit, I was like, "Okay, do this, do this, do this," and they eventually just got my style. And honestly, like, that's that's the beauty of having a, a great team and people that you work with who are who are like-minded, who, who knows exactly the same thing they want and treats towards the same thing because you can delegate the stuff to them and they know exactly how to help you. Okay, cool. Um, and like you said, COVID kind of in the pandemic shut down so much things like all over the world. I know in Asia for sure, they definitely shut down. So kind of like how were you managing in terms of, you know, the industry being creative and because, you know, a lot of people weren't even able to go out and shoot. So kind of how was that period for you? Oh man, COVID, bro! Like that, that, that was that was that was difficult. That was probably one of the most challenging parts of my life because I remember very vividly. Um, I was actually doing. I was actually. I was. I was doing a show where it was about to be like my next break. I was about to transition. Like my character in the show was about to transition to become like a main cast. But um, uh. I mean, COVID happened. Pandemic happened. The story got uh, cut short. They cut out. They kill off my character. And during the pandemic, I was quite, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to use a D word, the depressed word. I don't want to say depressed, but I got really, really upset. Like I was like, oh my God, maybe on camp stuff is not my thing because I was just on the verge of, you know, having this mean big break and they just had to kill off the character. So I was like, what am I doing in my life now? What do I want to do next? And that was when I decided that, you know what? Uh, evaluating what, what, what I have already. I'm very blessed for the last couple of years, being able to build my connections around the region here in Asia. I was like, okay, maybe I can connect the dots and maybe start doing something behind the camera. And I mean, it was a risk. I mean, it really was a risk considering the fact that, you know, everything shut off, nothing can be shot. But um, yeah. eventually things started opening up. That's when we started taking more risks and started doing more videos. And we're very lucky to have clients to, to trust us to do stuff during the pandemic. And hence why we were able to survive and keep things going until now. Okay, cool. And that kind of brings us to, you know, this last short film that you had put out um, called Save Song. But before we get to like the interesting part about it is that it was completely written and directed by ChatGP and OpenAI. So kind of, I want to talk about ChatGP and OpenAI for a little bit. Like, what is it as you understand it? Like, Wow. I mean, honestly, ChatGPT is something that is just out of the world. Um, this is probably the biggest game changer that's going to happen in the next next decade i think the, the fact that right now it can do so many things that we didn't like we did not expect anything to be like we didn't think that these, these are it's replaceable by humans now i mean i'm sorry ais can literally replace a lot of things that humans can do and i mean i can't say 100 percent replace them but i feel like it's a time for us to find a common ground and how we work together because chat gpt make things so much easier and so much faster for the whole process even creatively but i feel like there are a lot of like um, when it comes to uh stuff that you don't really have to think like information based those you can dig things out right away but um right now i mean the funny story is like this whole thing started only because my friend aaron who's my co-producer in this short film literally we were just about on our way to go watch the world cup in us against i think it was netherlands it was on um, three days after chat gpt 2.5 or was it 3.0 that was released and he just showed me the crazy stuff that it can do and we were like hey what if we just tell it to write a script about us going to watch the world cup on the way there and they literally just wrote a random script that was quite, quite, quite 
quite close to what was happening in the car. We were just like, okay, the prompt was, write me a short script about two good friends, Richard and Aaron, on the way to watch the World Cup where 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 US will defeat Netherlands. And they literally wrote a script in like five seconds. I mean, huh. it, was, it was so mind-blowing. So we just started testing it more. We just started giving more prompts. And we were like, hey, why don't we produce a short film about whatever we want. Let's have 100% have it um, written by, by ChatGPT. And we were like, why don't we take it to the next level and have it directed? But of course, when you say directing, when it comes to film, there are so many things that we look at. Um, when it comes to directing, there's so many elements like such as the casting, et cetera, et cetera. So we, I guess to a certain extent, it wasn't fully directed because we don't know exactly. We can't, we, we just, I mean, there's no capacity for us to feed what was shot ready for them to evaluate. But yeah. at least it, what happened was we told it, okay, give me this exact um, camera you want us to use, the lenses you want us to use, um, the, 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 the camera movements that you want, um, the ca- um, the camera framing that you want. Is it a mid shot? Is it a close up? Like, what do you want? Like it literally gave us the whole list and we just followed it basically. So that's how we claim it to be directed. But of course there's some stuff that it didn't direct, such as the performance of the actors. Yeah. Like we had to self judge ourselves to say like, okay, this is probably good enough. And let's just move on to the next, next sequence. But yeah, that's pretty much the, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just rambling here. This is just mind blowing. How, no, how I mean, it's crazy that you said like, give you all these camera shots, camera movements and everything like that. Yeah. I don't, you know, I wasn't sure if it was able to do every little detail like that, but that's insane that I was able to kind of pick lenses and all this stuff like that. Yeah. And the next thing after that is where we, we, we were like, um, let's put, uh, give us, give, give us the prompt of every single shot. And then we were like, okay. And then let me, let us put this on, let's say mid journey, um, on, on Dal E. Then it literally create a storyboard for us too. So we had a guide in terms of the shot that was going to happen before we even shot the whole thing. Like we want to do a video of that too, but then we just got busy, but it's just, we were going to put it side by side to see the exact how, how, how similar it was. But of course, when it came to post editing, that was a part where we had to kind of like evaluate ourselves as the editors, as the producers We're like, okay, I mean, on a normal setting, the director right there sit with us and tell us which shots on the director wants. But since the, we don't have a physical director, we had to do it ourselves. Yeah. And we had, you know, we, we, so that's why I keep, that's why the, my emphasis here is that it's going to be a collab between AI and humans. It's not going to replace it. Just no matter what art is still something that I would arguably say that it's still not replaceable as of now, at least with the current chat GPT or at least the current AI technology. But again, we don't know, man. Like we don't know, like maybe in, I don't know, maybe in like two years, three years, four years when, when when AI becomes even more powerful, it might change. It might be able to to dictate. It might we might be able to feed it information. We might be able to let it scan the room and tell us what to do. So, but yeah, it, it's it's mind it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Man, it's crazy. So, I mean, were you always into artificial intelligence like before all this started? You know, coming out. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like I wasn't exactly into it, but I knew of it. Like I'm, 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 I'm a kind of like a geeky guy in a way that I like to know what's up with the world. I like to learn a lot. I read up a lot of different stuff. Like I know the technology is there. I know that they've been building something like that for the last, I think it was like five, six, seven, eight years. But, um, Aaron is the one that, that knows all technology because my friend Aaron, um, the co-producer, he's the one that's actually in the whole tech world. He, he actually sold his company. He actually built his first company called Made in Space. 
which is um, basically 3D printing in space. And I believe that he sold it mm. um, to NASA or something like that. And now he's doing a lot of space stuff. We call him Mr. Moon because one of his goals in life is to build a city on Moon within his lifetime, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, obviously, ChatGP OpenAI is open a lot of conversations around, you know, not, not just the film industry, but pretty much every industry. And I guess kind of want to talk about, do you like uh, describe to any, like any of the issues and concerns that a lot of people are like bringing up in terms of, let's say copyright and ownership, um, plagiarism, re- replacing jobs. Like, how do you think kind of how that will be managed in the future in terms of AI? Yeah, so that's the thing. Like for me personally, like technology is always gonna keep moving forward. There's going to be new technology every single day, um, every single year, every single month, whatever it is. But it's up to us as humans on how we're gonna adapt to new technology. I mean, like twenty years ago when 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 the internet started, everyone's like, Oh my god, why would I wanna go to surf the internet? Why would I wanna go there? Or people would be like, Oh, um, e-commerce, why would we even want to buy stuff online? We want to have the physical touch. We want to be able to check the items first. We want to do all that. But then nowadays, Amazon um, and, and all those different online platforms, e-commerce platforms, because of the pandemic, accelerated everything. Like It's so normal now to actually be able to, to, to want to buy things online and all that. So again, going back like to your question, how would it affect the world? I mean, for me personally, how I see it, it's all about how we adapt to using AI and how do we coexist with AI? How do we make the most of the technology? Because again, um, especially us as, as, as creators, as creatives, a lot of the concerns that I read online about the creatives is that, oh my God, how, how I mean, art is now being being taken over or, or whatever, like it's ruining the world, uh, the world of art. Um, to a certain extent, I, I, like I always say, you know, like it's, it's about, it's about really coexisting with technology and mixing the world of art and mixing the world of technology together and trying to make the most out of it. Instead of thinking of it replacing, why not think of it as working together? I think that will make things easier to, to comprehend and easier to, to accept, I guess. Okay, I can see that. But I, I mean, I also, I mean, I will say like, I understand some people's concerns in terms of like maybe bigger studios instead of paying and hiring for a screenwriter, they just turn to, you know, chat GP, chat GPT, something like yeah. that. So like, I guess that's also a concern like a lot of people have because writing is like a big, obviously a big yeah. part of the industry. And if you can do it for such a sh- cheap, fast way, people are kind of worried that studios will try yeah. to cut out people so, so that are already me, there. Yeah. So for me, my experience with this was it did not, it, it, it gave us a script that is mm-hmm. a workable script in a way that we have to improve it because because i was acting on it too so what happened there was we were trying to kind of like base it on the script or just follow the script word for word but when you were when when i was acting in it i was like oh my god um i feel like it's it's lacking you know it's lacking the per, uh, proper emotion so me and my co-producer aaron we were like hey, you know what let's just get, let all the actors including myself be able to freely say whatever we want that fits the moment most. So I guess to a, to a certain extent, at least at this uh, point of time, ChatGPT is still not able to be able to, I guess, deliver emotions in the script. Hence why yeah. it still does not understand the human emotions as well. Hence why it's not able to deliver lines or create lines that are that. So for me, how I see as a producer, 
is if someone comes up to me and with an idea with a with a synopsis, I'll be like, okay, ChatGPT, write me a write me the first first um first chapter of this story or the first part of the script, and let's see how it goes. So we'll wait to at least have an outline on on everything. And as a producer, I'm like, okay, this kind of is going somewhere interesting. Maybe I'll put some money in this and let's try to let's try to make this into a bigger thing. But however, if let's say if we have this a full on writer to write the first part of it, it'll take a lot longer and it might be a waste of time for that writer if I as a producer see and I don't like it. So I, for me, how I see it, it's more of like really saving time more than anything. Like it's really not replacing, it's always about collaborating and working together with technology. Okay. So you see it kind of as like kind of handling like the first draft or kind of first outline and then maybe yeah. bringing in other people to kind of like flesh it out and bring it together. Exactly. Like, I mean, not even the first draft. I, I, I honestly feel like it's a 0.5 draft. Like it's, 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 so, okay. it's so rough that there's so much to work. So many things you have to work on to make it a lot better. Okay. That was going to be one of my questions. Like, did you guys have to do any editing on the script itself and like kind of build it out more or did you just kind of go with what was straight on there? Yeah. So the script, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't change it. We just let it be whatever it is. But when we were on set, um, the directive was like basically do whatever you feel is the most natural, but the, but the idea has to be there. That's what we decided to go with because or else it would be a lot more dry. Like it, to be honest, to be very transparent with you, to be very, if I'm very, being very honest with myself, looking at it, it's a very dry, very, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, it's definitely not an Oscar winning thing, but it's like, it's, it's a very good start for something that, I mean, again, like I said, we produced this in seven days, like from this, from the first day of planning to the end, getting the people, getting the team together, it was literally just seven days. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Um, I guess another big conversation about like OpenAI and ChatGPT is kind of like interpretation versus interpolation versus like original ideas. Cause you know, obviously AI pulls from everything in the past and kind of builds on onto that. Like, do you see it getting to a point where it can kind of think abstractly and kind of create more original stuff? Or is it always kind of, kind of be limited in terms of just interpolating on things that have already been there? I think honestly, like the more we feed it information, the more it learns. So imagine it basically having the whole world, I mean, having everyone that's putting in information and learning from all of that, learning from different movies, different I'm gonna say, movies, different scripts, different articles. I think eventually you'll get to a point where it's able to be very creative. But again, creativity is such an, is such an abstract. Like there are so, mm-hmm. there are so many ways of being creative, but and no matter what, at the end of the day, it's still an algorithm. And I personally feel that there's still going to be some sort of pattern that you see, but the yeah. true, the real true creativity will never be replaced by AI in my opinion. Okay. Okay. And um, that also kind of brings like the last point is like, the democratization of filmmaking, like obviously digital cameras and phones have basically kind of opened up the world of filmmaking to pretty much anybody and everybody. And do you think this is kind of like the next step, even bigger step to kind of like open it up even more in terms of being able to produce something fully and all? Yeah. I think, I think it'll definitely open it up a lot more. And I personally feel because I am somehow somewhat of a perfectionist sometimes. And I like to put out content that has of quality of some sort. And, you know, sometimes not, I mean, to be, to be very transparent, to be very honest, 
there are a lot of vlogs out there that don't mean anything. They're not, there's no substance into it. And I personally like to create content or majority of my content I create, there's gotta be some sort of substance. You've got to take home, take home something, take away something. Um, but the thing is with a lot of these short form videos nowadays, like on TikTok, whatever it is, people can go viral with, with like, um, something that's just literally shot in two minutes uh, compared to someone that, um, puts in like, you know, two hours worth of work and it does not get anywhere that only gets like, 20 views so i guess yes it'll, it'll democratize everything but at the same time it's also taking away the quality that that that, that, that i wish that mm-hmm. you know that, that we used to have in this world like i mean back in the days like everything that goes on tv everything that goes on a on a big screen it's always there's always you know different different layers of of barriers i guess barriers of entry but that creates some sort of at least premium um, so that the content yeah. out there is always guaranteed to be good. And like nowadays, anyone can be a filmmaker, anyone can be a TikToker, anyone can create content. And so hence the quality, the bear of entry is so low now. So the quality also gets lower and lower and lower. So hopefully um, we'll still somehow be able to maintain some sort of top quality stuff. And I hope that more people would appreciate these top quality stuff. And instead of you know, all focused on the the very rawness, which I know rawness has a different appeal, but, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up, um, you know, basically quality versus quality kind of aspect because in the streaming era, that is a very, that's a big complaint about like a lot of established, you know, creatives and filmmakers is that they're putting out so much content that they're not even doing quality control and like, you know, yeah. this introduction of AI and like being able to speed of putting everything out. I can only imagine like what a Netflix can, you know, would be able to put out at, at the speed of, you know, the things that they're already doing now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, of course with, with, with streaming people going live and, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I mean, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. But then again, mm-hmm. again, I'm someone that looks for the quality. So I'm like, okay, if you're streaming, what am I taking away from this? When I'm watching you, what am I taking away from this? Besides the fact that, you know, listening to you sing on streams. But, you know, no, no hate to them at all. No hate to them. But I'm just saying, like, the, the, there are people, I mean, now, nowadays, Gen Zs or, or Gen Alphas or the younger ones have different tastes when it comes to um, what they appreciate when it comes to content. And a lot of people prefer the rawness, but me personally, myself, I still prefer the top level, top quality, yeah. well-produced stuff. And again, like I said, no hate. It's just that different taste and people have different tastes. That's why that's the beauty of art. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about, you know, the short film, safe, the safe zone. Um, you labeled it as ChatGPT writes and directs the first AF film in seven days. So is this officially the first um, film written and directed by AI? I believe that we weren't the first written, but we were the first written and directed. Because um, okay. again, it depends on it depends on how you want to define it. I mean, to be honest, I've read through some of the comments. There were some people arguing that how does it direct? Because like, how do, how do they direct, let's say, the actors? And so I said earlier that the disclaimer is, we did not get to, we, he directed like pretty much every single thing in the sense that what it exactly wants. But when it comes to making sure the output is what the chat GPT wants, what AI wanted, we had to have intervention coming in. Hence why it became part where it became a, I guess, a collab between the producer and the AI director in terms of the AI's vision mm-hmm. and the producer's vision. And, and it became a collab in a sense. But yes, I, I still believe that it's, it's still considered directed because of the fact that we asked it, what exactly are the shots you want? What do you, what are the scenes? What are, what are the lenses? What are the camera, um, the camera movements? Most importantly, were all determined by, by ChatGPT. 
Okay. And um, what was kind of like the process of actually, like, you know, creating this, getting it all put together? Yeah. So the process that we started, we started with, of course, again, like it was just a random idea. Me and Aaron had, we, we were just about to go watch football and um, we just had this random idea on how do we, how do we make this all into a short film? Maybe it can make it work. So we called up, the first piece I called up was the, was the director of photography, which is our, um, Adi Flores. We told, we told him that, okay, there's this crazy thing. Can we do a meeting? We want to show you how crazy this thing is. And then once we showed him, he was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need as a, as a DOP director of photography. I need to know what the lenses are. I need to know what are the, what are the camera movements, everything. And he was like, oh my God, this is, this is literally doing the job of a director. So that's where we believe that we were, um, correct by saying that this was directed mm. by, 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 um, by, by AI. And next, of course, after that, uh, we started having, we, we had a brainstorm session. So me and my business partner, Christoph, um, he's a, he's, he's my, um, chief creative officer also. We started brainstorming me, him and Aaron. We were, all three of us were just brainstorming random ideas. We were like, okay, chat GPT, give me, um, 10 different ideas about this certain, topic and we ran through like i don't know like 50 different ideas and then we liked a couple of them we're like okay now merge this and this together and um hence how we got into yeah the safe zone so after we got that kind of like a synopsis of it we were like okay now put this into a script make this into a script and yeah that's how um it was born i guess but there's of course there's some elements i mean of course the key that for me how i see it is the key is still us humans being creative because we were the ones that asked him and decided which one we want to go with and there were some lines, there were some lines that we just, you know, tossed it in here and there that were part of it. I mean, for example, the, the, the post credit scene, which was on the Twitter blue one, um, during that time, uh, we were like, okay, Hey, Twitter blue was kind of like a big thing about Elon Musk. We're like, Hey, um, put in some, put in, put in a line where it's a post credit scene where, um, a news anchor talks about how Twitter blue is, um, I don't know how, how, how Elon Musk bought, uh, <laughs> Elon Musk bought the safe zone and they, if you have Twitter blue, you can use it for $8 and it came out the whole strip of it. So, so like I said, it's really a collaborative effort between the humans and the AI. Hence why we were able to insert that here and there. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be my question. Like kind of like how <laughs> detailed did the prompts like have to be? Because you said you brought yeah. up Elon Musk and they, I think they had a BTS reference. So I was like, how detailed, <laughs> like how drilled down did you have to like get in, in terms of like prompting it to create something? Um, I think not. The, the initial outline was pretty much everything was chat GPT. The details of like the Elon Musk, the BTS was just me and my, my fellow creatives just being, just being silly, putting, adding, adding things here and there just to create a little bit of um, <laughs> humor here and there. A bit, a bit like we are part of our inspiration was, um, don't look up. Um, the one that had Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. It was part of the, you know, it was kind of mm -hmm. like dark, it was kind of like humorous in a way. We were trying to put, trying to go for that slight element, but not too funny. And um, again, like I said, it was only a seven day thing to get the whole team together to find a common schedule. And uh, we were lucky to, to, to have a friend who actually works in the whole smart home industry. So we were able to um, borrow his place and shop there where you saw the curtain that was closing was all like, it was yeah. all like, yeah, all, all, all smart home stuff. So um, yeah, that was pretty much how everything was. It was, it was all just us giving some random prompts and us just finding, I mean, I'm lucky enough to, to have friends out here who are very supportive. They're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Let's do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, damn, ChatGP got jokes, you know? He, uh, <laughs> he got a little satire to him that I was like, it might be over for writers at this point, you know? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet, Fabi. 
<laughs> so kind of uh, what were some of the challenges that you experienced, you know, during the creative process and, and filming when dealing with, you know, an AI script and an AI yeah. director? Um, the, 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 the one, one of the biggest challenges for us was definitely the, um, the part where we forgot about the audio. So we actually had to go dub the whole thing because again, huh. if we had a proper, we had a proper director, the director would know exactly that, Hey, you need to have the sound guy for this. Don't forget to find a sound guy. And that was something that we, you uh, know, we, okay. we were try, yeah, we were trying to be fast. So we didn't think of a sound guy. We were we completely forgot about that element. And on a day itself, we were like, holy shit, where is the sound guy? We didn't get a sound guy. So we had to, uh, yeah, literally dub everything. We're like, okay, we had a, we have, we have lapels here, but let's just hope for the best and that audio is going to be good. But when when we you know when, when we got into the editor, editor was like, nope, boss, this um yeah, this is not going to work. You have to dub this whole thing, and hence why we had to dub that part. But um, yeah, that was one of the major challenges. And the second challenge was definitely for for me also as an actor. How do, do I know that? I mean, do I, am I doing the right emotions here? Is this what, um, the director usually wants? Cause the director would usually tell us what it wants. He usually motivates, motivate mm-hmm. us by saying stuff to, to make us, you know, get into the, 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 the mood and all that. So that was also another challenge. But, um, and also, of course, having a physical director presence in the set would definitely help everything so much to, to calm everyone to, to, to know exactly what's supposed to go where what's supposed to go next. And we didn't have that. Um, we were just, you know, a very thin team because we didn't even have a production manager. We didn't have anything like that. It was just all me and my co-producer and also my business partner to just literally cram everything in, 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 in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, I was, I was listening about the dialogue. Like, how did it, how did you get like prompts for dialogue? Um, did you have to touch up any of the dialogue? Like you said, you had to kind of bring out emotion and everything like that. But like, how did how did the dialogue come about in terms of the film? Dialogue as in the the script of the the, the script the dialogues from the script, or what do you mean? Or between yeah, like specifically, and... kind of what prompts did you use to kind of like? Oh, did you ask it like what 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 did you say right here, or what what does he say to this person? Like how how did that conversation come back? Because it was like a conversation between. A half brother, yeah. maybe or step brother, and then like somebody else. Like how how did you how did it do that? Yeah. So so yeah. So one of the thing, one of the one of the pre one of the earlier things that we mentioned through the prompt was okay. This story we only have these actors. So it was me. Um, my um, Angelia is actually Aaron's girlfriend, and Denise is a very close friend of mine who's a who's a who's a big actress out here. So we were like, okay, these are the only characters that we can have for that day. We committed. So make us a story based on this. So, and then we also mentioned that oh, the, the, one of the actors is Chinese, the other one's a Filipina, and the other two are Filipina. So how? So go ahead, go do your magic, and then it did the magic, which is to say that okay, it's a half. I think it was adopted. Was it a half? I think it's adopted. Yeah, adopted. Or adopted sibling, and then da 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 da. So the whole story came out. Literally everything was from ChatGPT. So I think in terms of dialogue, our conversation, the only thing that was different was just us doing all ad libs during this, the, the 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 shoot itself. Okay. And, um, what was kind of like the crew's response, like some of the actors, like when they found out that all oh, this is AI written, like kind of what was, what was their thoughts on it? Um, of course the, the first thing that we did, we we told everyone guys, this is an AI project, the passion project. Let's try it out. Let's try to be the first in the world to do it. And they were like, how, like, do we not have a needed director and all this? Actually, to be honest, we actually looked for a, we, our first choice 
DOP wasn't the person we got. We got another DOP and we said that, hey, do you want to do this? And he said no, because he was like, I'm someone that needs an actual director. Tell me what to do. So he was hesitant to, to, to be the guinea pig and say that, hey, and we were like, hey, we got ChatGP. We will literally ask ChatGPT every single time you have a question. And he was like, no, this is too big of a risk. I don't want to do it. Hence why we looked for another person. But but here, here I mean, here's here. here I mean, I guess this is, this is the other challenge that I didn't mention earlier is that not everyone is so game right away for this because they're so hesitant. Like, oh my God, this is technology. This is how we're going to do it. We're not used to how this is going to work. So, yeah. Okay, and um, kind of how's the, like the editing process? Uh, is Chat GPT involved in that as well, or is that strictly uh, you guys? Wait, hold on. Give me a second. I'm just gonna get my charger. Give me a split second. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, right. So for, the, for yeah, so for the editing process, it was so since we have the script, we also have the storyboard. The editor based everything pretty much on on whatever it was. Um, but of course, me as a producer and also my chief creative officer, Christoph, who's also uh, we sat we sat with him. We're like, okay, but everything was through online. Uh, we sat with him. We're like, okay, first do the first draft. After first draft, let's see what it looks like. We weren't as satisfied. Uh, with the shot that he chose, he chose, he chose because again, usually in a proper setting, proper setup, we have a director that would be there to choose the shots. And on our end, we cannot feed it to ChatGPT to choose the shots. We don't know what ChatGPT can, uh, would prefer. So we had to call, we had to make those calls. So the editing process was, yeah, pretty much like that. Like where we had to sit with the editor as producers to go for the shots also. Okay. And how's like the response been so far to, you know, the short film? Cause a lot of people have seen it so far and it's kind of buzzing a little bit on YouTube. So what are the yeah. comments? What have people been saying, saying about the movie? Um, on, on, on YouTube, on Twitter, it's a mix, it's a mixed response. I would say like almost 50, 50, um, to be honest on YouTube comments are a bit harsher than the ones on Twitter. <laughs> always are. Um, yeah, always are. <laughs> Um, on Twitter, it was okay where a lot of people were like, oh my God, the future is coming. This definitely is a good start. Like it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not like, I mean, again, we never claimed this to be an Oscar winning thing or anything like that. We were just like, it's an experiment. And, um, they were like, some, some comments were positive in that sense that, okay, oh my God, guys, we're now we're, we gotta be careful because, um, AI is coming. It's all about working with AI together. Some comments we get are, Oh my God. Okay. Now we don't have to worry about, <laughs> we don't have to worry about AI yet because, um, look at this shit. We're not, we're not too, we're not, we're not, we're not too disheartened or anything like that. Cause we knew from the start that we were going to get some backlash, especially the, the purists who believe that creative creativity art is a human thing. Hey, I should never replace it. You know, that kind of stuff. But, but for me, for me, for my team, We've always wanted this to be an experiment just to try things out and see how things go. We want to be pioneers. And at the end of the day, you know, for me, how I see it is technology will always continue to grow. If we weren't the first one to do it, someone else eventually will. Mm. And I yeah. guess no matter what, we're able to claim that we were the first and I'm happy about that. Well, it was like, a, you know, I think it's successful kind of proof of, proof of concept because I don't think people understand everything that like goes into like directing and setting up yeah. pre-production. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to do that is, is I think is a success in, in its own, you know? 
Correct. People just don't notice because again, they, they see the output. And I understand the common people, all they see is the output. They don't know the process behind on how fast it was to actually produce something in seven days without having proper script writer, without having a proper director and all that. Yeah. And hence why like me and my team at the start, we already knew that there will be backlash for sure. There won't, there will be a lot of unhappy people. They'll be like, Oh, this is nothing. So and we, you know, we're okay. But in general, I think it's a good start. Um, we, we know that this video as chat GPT, as AI becomes more popular, there'll be more and more people be, be, be excited or be confused about this whole thing. And actually the funny thing is a lot of our viewers of that video were from Eastern Europe, like one of them from Poland and, huh. and that side of the world and, and Russia too, actually. So I was like, Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, has there been like other people in the industry, other studios, like bigger, bigger productions kind of reaching out to you guys yet, or kind of like quest, asking questions about kind of how you did things and anything like that? Yeah. So here's the thing, like we, most of our viewers, in fact, are outside the Philippines because we're, we, um, in the Philippines, again, like I mentioned, technology, um, um, filmmaking, maybe even to a certain extent are not as advanced as it is out in, in, in the States or, or, or in the first world. So it's a bit slow out there, but we've, we've had so many emails that actually come into us asking for us to do interviews and, and to discuss more about this. And they're mostly actually from the U S or, or from actually one of them, one of them was from, um, I think from Germany it was, and we had to say no to that because we don't speak German. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and then they were like, Hey, we can do an English interview and all that. But then again, if they translate whatever we said in the interview, we're not able to kind of like check what it really was. And we decided not to really go for that. But, um, we were like, unless if you put everything in, in English, then we would do it. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, definitely. I, I still, I think because we did not do as much marketing here in the Philippines, the bigger studios are not too familiar with what this whole thing is. Hence why right now for us as a company, as 20 squared studios, we have the first mover advantage. We know how to start with AI and how to find AI to, 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 to make our lives a lot easier to maybe even produce things earlier and faster. And I guess it's, better this way and for me at least in the and I see at least in a flipping context because I have the I have the advantage of knowing how to use it already. Yeah, definitely. Um so what's next? Is there more kind of AI films in the pipeline? Uh we're getting maybe a feature length down the line or something like that? Um yeah and that's a funny thing because uh, we're currently working on a couple of concepts for a couple of um full length full length film full length films and one of them were like thinking, should we try to make a full length with the help of AI and see how things go? We're still, it's still at the infancy stage, maybe not even infancy, we still have a feature stage of everything, but we want to explore that too, if, if that's possible. But, um, we'll, we'll experiment a little bit around. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone out there is already doing a full length film that is supported maybe by AI or maybe fully written yeah. by AI. I don't know. I don't, honestly, me as a producer, I don't trust leaving it to ChatGPT to write a full-length film yet. But if, hey, another producer out there is willing to take that risk, go ahead. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> yeah. But for now, I still see that AI and humans are going to have to collaborate and, and um, work together in order to, to still, to make something that is worthwhile for people to really, really, really want to pay and watch for it. I mean, on YouTube, it's fine. It's free. But like, for someone to want to pay to watch, I think it's got to be a collaboration at least for now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And, um, you know, 28 studios, what's, uh, what's the future of it? What's, what's your goals for this year? Um, 
you guys had obviously a big introduction to the world with the safe zone. So, so what do you guys got, got, got coming? Um, we have a couple of films that we want to produce this year. One of them is quite advanced in, in, in discussion with all relative, um, all, all parties. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, we're able to release it. Uh, we are expanding to also do a lot more of, you know, not just going to be doing videos, but we want to expand to do a lot more to maybe even working with a lot of management companies, which we're working with, um, tons to manage them or maybe becoming a 360 entertainment company. We're still exploring. Like again, you know, we started during the pandemic. We set the foundation during the pandemic. And now that the pandemic is coming to an end, it's the time for us to really start building and start expanding. And I guess, you know, in the startup world, we call this the exponential stage. And hopefully we can, you know, go exponential during the next couple of years, if not. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Richard Wan, thank you for uh, joining us. I enjoyed Thank the short you. film. I enjoyed the whole process. I think it's extremely interesting the things that you were able to do and congratulations on being, you know, the first one out there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was so much fun talking to you too. Thank you. Okay. So everybody who's watching this or listening to this, you will find all his details down below in the descriptions. Um, go follow him, go check out the short film. We'll have links to that as well. And, uh, you know, be kind in the comments. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs>